0: Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything, Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Friday by my main man, Derek Bell. Find us on YouTube.com All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcast today. We're, we're diving deep into everything that is to come to the Pittsburgh Steelers from the Pittsburgh Steelers within the next week. Free agency officially starts on Tuesday. The legal negotiation period starts on Monday morning. It's a very, very fun time. Did I get that right? Oh, Wednesday. Free agency starts on Wednesday, not Tuesday. Very, very exciting times. We got questions about Bud Dupree, Cam Sutton. A possible left tackle that I think should be on the Steelers' radar and very, very high up on the Steelers' radar. Plus more, but first... We got to start with this. Oh, actually, first, this is twice now. I've done this twice in two episodes where I forgot to mention the weather, which I am so sorry, everybody. It's rainy. It sucks here in Pittsburgh. It was beautiful the last two days, which means it's going to snow soon. And then the second winter is finally here. We're getting through this, baby. How you feel, my friend?
1: Man, it. It's cold outside. The, the yeah. wind is crazy. Uh, no, but, I mean, it's good running weather. I, I like running in, like, the 40, 50 degrees. Dude, that's perfect. 40, 50 weather.
0: degrees is fine, but it's yeah. freezing outside. Does not it has sound been like
1: cold it. when I've been walking uh, walking out in the morning. So that, that's been a little rough. But overall, I don't, I don't have too many complaints, man. Like, draft season, full swing. Um, I'm excited to get into all this stuff for
0: sure. Yeah, it's going to be an uh, exciting time. I think you're a lunatic. I saw that you ran 100 miles last month. That so is good. uh lunacy, absolute lunacy. I picked up walking uphill because you don't have to run as much when you walk uphill. So it's fine. And also yeah, incline walks are good. Do you use uh My Fitness Pal mm-hmm. ever? Yeah, they uh, they chart golf swings. So if you go to the driving range for 30 minutes, you get to eat a bunch of food. So nice. I'm all about that life. That's my nice. exercise every single day. I am not Derek Bell, but I'm trying really hard. What you did do, let's talk away from weather more football. You dropped your second, I believe, mock draft for complex.com today. I'm right on second, right? This is your mm-hmm. number two. Yep, second. Pittsburgh Steelers land Joey Porter at pick 17. Very interesting. Before we talk that, I want to ask was it an easy decision to make the shocking move at pick number one? Because as soon as I opened it up, I knew who was gonna be there. Like I just had I just had an idea. But I didn't expect the team to pick them. For those of you who don't know, it's Anthony Richardson headed to the Colts. Did did you – was that in your head the whole time? Did you have to really contemplate yeah. that? How did that come, out, come it about? Was,
1: it was really tough. I was, I've been trying to figure out, like, who the Colts, like, best fit would be. And I really think that they would lean towards, like, Richardson or Stroud. And I don't know, man. I, I just feel like – um you know, regardless of what Chris Ballard's saying to the media, I really do feel like that he's gonna have to get aggressive here. Like, I don't know if he's gonna be, feel comfortable staying at four, um, and then seeing which of you know the last two quarterbacks probably are gonna fall to him. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think they'll they'll like Richardson. Um, the reason why um, I like I like Richardson's fit for the Colts is really I just feel like he does a lot of the same things that. Hertz can do, um, which is, you know, they've got uh, Shane Steichen over there now as their head coach. Um, You know, Richardson's a talented deep ball guy. Um, He throws with pretty good accuracy down the field. um, And obviously, he's a freakish athlete, so uh, can do some of the similar things that Hertz can probably do in the run game in terms of like the zone read stuff, the quarterback power stuff. Um, I don't think Florida's offense really took advantage of a lot of his strengths. Um, but there's a lot of downfield passing in that offense, which kind of gave him, you know, the opportunity to shine. So if his strengths there, but Richardson's got some stuff that he really has to work on. You know, the mechanics in his lower body are kind of a mess, and that's why his accuracy, like particularly like underneath, is really bad. Yeah. Um, but he does some stuff that I really value, like that probably like most people don't um, give him credit for. Just in terms of like manipulating the pocket, like he's really good at avoiding sacks. Like he deals with pressure pretty well. Um, those things translate to the next level. Like at the next level, you're going to deal with pressure. You're going to have to, you know, get out of there, um, avoid sacks. And I, I like the way that he's able to manipulate the pocket. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I was, I was, look at, I'm not shocked. I like Anthony Richardson. I think he's the best quarterback of the group just because there's so much upside there. Like people are freaking out about, oh, well, Bryce Young so fine tuned. Yeah, he's 11 pounds. CJ Stroud has his pounds. inconsistencies. And then Will Levis, I'm just not. I'm not impressed, but well, look. he's a he's a good quarterback, whatever. Pick him up at eight and feel fine about it. He's not the first pick in the draft. Anthony Richardson is shooting for the stars. I'm all about that life. I would like it to be an Indy because I like Indy. I don't mind Indianapolis. I think I just like Indianapolis, the city. I always have a great time. Out Combine, there. man. Combine. Combine. Yeah, like the phenomenal yeah. stakes. Um, I, I discovered some, some bar that does karaoke and 50-cent beers. 50-cent beers and karaoke in one night crazy. I think it's called like the Angry Beaver or something. So the free plug to Angry Beaver. I'll be there Mm. every year until I die. Let's go to the Steelers. 17. Joey Porter Jr. Ahead of him, Christian Gonzalez goes, what, sixth to the Lions, I believe? And -hmm. then Devin Witherspoon goes to the Patriots at 16, 17, 14, 14. 14. Then it's Joey Porter Jr. at 17. And after him, there's actually two more corners before keely ringo is selected i believe it's the second one's cam smith the one before that is oh deontay banks obviously from maryland i mean i think that's a little bit of a change from what a lot of people are expecting people are talking about joey porter jr is never going to make it keely ringo might not even make it the steelers might have to pick between banks julius Prince. they might have to wait till 32 how did it come down to joey porter jr falling to 17 and the steelers landing him
1: Yeah, I mean, I personally was kind of in between whether I was going to choose Banks or Porter. Um, I kind of just went with more. Even at
0: 17. Yeah. Both of them there.
1: Yeah. I kind of just went with more of, um, I guess, conventional wisdom, you know, knowing how that they, you know, the things that they value, uh, the continuity aspect of it with him being local and obviously really familiar with him. But, you know, don't sleep on Banks, man. I I keep telling people, I I really, I know a lot of people, uh, Everybody's been tweeting me because I've been tweeting a bunch of clips and putting out a lot of stuff on banks since the combine in particular. But everybody's been tweeting me like, hey, we need to get this guy at 32. And like, dude, I just I don't think he's going to be there. I mean, that's the number one thing I hate hearing from people on Twitter is like every time I tweet a clip of somebody, it's like, unfortunately, he won't be there. Like everyone has this crystal ball where they just know. But I really I just. I've watched a lot of players in this class. Like, I think I'm like up to like three plus games on like 75 plus guys now easily. So I've watched a lot of players. I don't think there's 20 guys that are better than banks is man. Like just in terms of traits, I just, I I think he's really good. And I, I would you think he's
0: better than Joey Porter jr. I
1: like, I like him better than Porter. Yeah. I I wouldn't have him. That's a controversial
0: take right there. I'm not saying I I disagree with it. I'm just saying that's a controversial take. What makes him better?
1: I think he's more versatile. Um, you know, they both like to play that step kick technique at the line of scrimmage. They both are f- like can be physical Porter more so than Banks. But, um, you know, I think Banks is You know, he's that height, weight, speed guy, super athletic. I just I think he's more versatile. Like he can play from a pedal like I've watched him do so many different things for Maryland. I mean, you know, he can play press coverage, you know, press man. Uh, but he can also, like, play quarters from, like, depth. Um, you know, he's he's functional in zone, but I really trust him in man coverage. And they have some similar weaknesses, too. Like, I don't think either one of them have good ball skills. Like, I think they're actually uh, kind of bad. But which th- that's the only thing I don't know. Like, I'm trying to peg that for the Steelers. Like, I don't know how they're going to look at corners because – all the boxes that they check, like the press man skills, that like they check a lot of those boxes. Both those guys um are functional tacklers, like they're not yeah. guys that shy away from contact uh, playing the run. But neither one of them have the ball skills, man. I just I wonder if like how that's gonna how high that is on their list of things, like traits wise, that they're gonna look for in this next cornerback because Banks or Porter really don't have that. That's why I would love Witherspoon probably as like the best fit because I think he may check that box even though he's made he's not the athlete that banks is though
0: what do you do you like that him over those two because you just tweeted out i don't like him, hours i ago, don't like, like witherspoon no. might fall to 17
1: there's there's definitely look witherspoon is incredibly technically refined and he's okay. versatile all the box are checked with him I just want to see what he runs. I, I, I'm curious because I think he's a four or five guy, and he, oh. with how technically refined he is, um, it's not a problem for me because he's really twitchy. Um, but I just don't think the long speed is that great. It, I really do think he's like a four, four, eight, four, five, two guy, which is perfectly fine. Um, but I'm just curious, and I, I don't know if we're going to get to see him run.
0: I don't think we are going to. But he's no, got the I-
1: best tape. He does have the best tape of any corner in this class. He has better tape than Gonzalez. Gonzalez is just an unbelievable at like, I liked yeah. Gonzalez's tape too, but like, he's just an unbelievable athlete. They, he's not comparable to Witherspoon in that regard. So,
0: yeah, I think Gonzalez is going to be the first one off the board. There's just such limited questions about him. Um, I'm falling into the Deontay banks thought the four, the four, three, five got me. Like, you run a four, three, five. I'm immediately he's just like, I'm like, all right, well, that's just way too fast to be as big and physical as he is. I like Joey Porter. But I've been cautious about Joey Porter just because you've made me cautious about Jordy, uh, jo- Joey Porter, excuse me. You've you know, kind of wavered that uh, concern early in this process. There's questions about Emmanuel Forbes. I think he's very tiny. But do you think they could double dip? I think that's where that leads to is if they go Joey, Joey Porter at 17, do you see them coming back in those first three or four picks and getting somebody else that maybe is better at ball skills and could go up and get those those picks like Forbes you know or like I guess Brent's but he's he's gonna be gone at 32 I think he'll be gone or by 49 I mean
1: it's yeah it's it's tough to like weigh those guys I think for for Forbes man like I was asking around on Twitter this and I did a lot of research but like they're just not 166 pound corners in the league
0: dude there's zero there's like there's literally zero of them
1: I mean, it's so hard to find. Like he does a lot of things. Well, like Forbes, like he'll throw his weight around. Like he, yeah, he throws great. his weight around. He'll tackle. Like he has excellent anticipation. He's instinctual. Like he's obviously a playmaker. I think he's the NCAA record holder for pick sixes. There's a lot to like with his tape. He's fast. He, I mean, he's incredibly fast, but like he weighs like, you know, he's a paper clip. So I just um predicting how that's going to survive out there on the boundary. It's it's tough. Like this class has so many outliers, man. Like, you know, you look at like Forbes, his weight, like Trey Hodges, Tomlinson, like he's really tiny. Bryce Young, he's a great prospect, but he's really tiny. Clark Jordan, Phillips. Even like Clark Phillips, like he's not, he didn't test yeah. really like an NFL athlete. It's Jordan Addison's really, really light. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting. And like, that's what I tell people all the time. Like, Obviously, the tape is what matters more than anything else. But, like, man, you can only bet on so many outliers. Like, not all of these outliers are going to hit. Like, it's hard enough. Like, most most draft prospects just don't work out. But, like, you just got to be really careful about betting on all these outliers. And, like, that's with Forbes for me. Like, there's so many other cornerbacks that I just I like a lot to where I'm just not super, super interested in him. At least, like, early on in, like, that top. Those top couple picks. I just I'm not super interested in him just because I think that there are better players.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And it's the the tossing your weight around thing is great, but it's the same concern with Bryce Young. I don't care about how hard you could hit somebody. How hard can you get hit before there's an issue? Well, that's, that's the thing
1: too. Like Forbes is obviously incredibly fast too. Like I think he ran like a four, three, six. Or something like that, but banks (laughs) banks ran the same forty time, and he's thirty five pounds heavier.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and three inches taller. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, it's not about it. It's not about can you run into somebody full speed. It's how many times can somebody run into you full speed. That's much bigger than anybody you've ever played against so far. And you know, because like, what if say they're playing the Ravens, and for some reason he is. Eight yards away from a full speed Patrick Ricard. You're telling me he's gonna he's gonna survive that hit. He's That's not. That's what That's I'm saying. That's nine times out of ten that guy's not getting up. And it's just I I, I see the concern there. Uh, so who do you have them if if they did double dip? I don't remember what in your last mock draft did you only had one corner.
1: I only had one corner. Yeah. Them them not having like another fifth or sixth round pick due to trades kind of kind of hurts the possibility of yes. like double dipping, in my opinion. And just like all the different needs, like that's the thing we can get into like free agency too. But free agency will give us a good idea on like you know where the bigger holes kind of are still on the roster to the point where they may. Be able to double dip depending on what they're able to get done in free agency. But um, like for example, if Sutton comes back, you don't need to double dip. I mean, I, this class is so good that I I would definitely like to. But you know, say you have your starters, um, you know, you've got Cam Sutton, you got Levi Wallace. Um, I'm assuming they're probably going to
0: bring back Arthur Millet. No, no, I I actually I can you tell don't you think so. A pretty good source that they're not going to bring back Arthur Millet. Interesting. Arthur, Arthur Millet. It's more of Arthur Millet. Isn't going to come back to the Steelers unless they toss him a bag. But okay. they're not that's going.
1: I don't know. So I mean, they're going to need. I mean, they would still need a slot corner. They
0: still need a slot corner. Brian so Branch, cough, Kofkoff, cough.
1: or maybe a guy like later in the draft, like uh, Keytral Clark from Louisville. That would be an interesting name.
0: That would be on a good day one.
1: three if you want to. But I still dip. think
0: you could go sign somebody possibly. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's and I think that's a good transition. Is there's a lot of. Free agents. Darius Slay has been tossed out there looking for a trade. Let's just address that one right now. Do you think that the Steelers, first off, what do you think a trade for Darius Slay is? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Really?
1: Yeah. Slay was good last year. I mean, he, he was good last year. I, I don't, how old is Slay now? He's got it. A... I mean, he's on uh, his, 32. Like, year, That's right? what I'm
0: saying. Like, 32 yeah. is old.
1: Yeah. No, he's, I still think got he Maybe
0: would... a good year left. Maybe two, I guess. What's
1: what's the contract look like let me look
0: and see 3 years 50 million
1: that's what he has left
0: on his deal that was the no the deal that he signed oh, he's got he's got oh no years. this is the last year of his deal yeah, his he's... market value according to spotrack is is 4 more years 85.79 million dollars 21.4 yeah. million dollars a yeah, season yeah what i'm
1: saying He's going to be expensive 38 ah. he'll,
0: he'll be 36 years old when, by the time that contract expires,
1: I, I like Slay a lot. He's been a good corner for a really long time. I, I don't think if, if the Steelers are going to bring back like or bring in a veteran or bring back a veteran, I just I just hope it's Sutton. I mean, I, I'm okay with spending. Yeah,
0: they, I think they will bring. That. I'm okay
1: with spending like eight to ten million a year on Sutton for you know to be your cornerback too, and then just draft a corner that you have you know hopes to could potentially be you know a first
0: count CB one type of guy. So. All right, so so you're out on Darius Slay. I'm very much so out on Darius Slay. I just needed to hear you say that. I was never in on Darius Slay. Just I've come up I've I've been in on a lot of crazy ideas for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Darius, a thirty-two-year-old cornerback was not one of them, but it was tossed. We got to answer it. Um when it comes to free agency, there's a lot of names. I think we should start with Bud Dupree. Seems like the obvious choice. Alex Highsmith said that they'd be a three-headed monster if he rejoined the team and played behind them. People are concerned about the seven sacks over the last two seasons, but he's been dealing with injuries. Do you think it's Do you think it's a pick that actually are a signing that would actually pay out for the Steelers? And I think a bigger question is, what do you think he's getting paid? Because it's got to be under $10 million, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's not an option for the Steelers unless they can get his cap hit for like, four or five million dollars for this first year i mean he's it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be i i ain't saying that it's got to be a melvin ingram type signing like a one-year four million dollar deal or anything like that but it you can't you can't sign dupree for anything like more than like like double digits like i still see people see people saying that he's gonna get double digits if he does, like cool. Uh there's no reason they should be interested at that at that mark. Absolutely none. Like, there's just absolutely no reason. Uh, he's not been productive, he hasn't been healthy. Uh, he's also over 30 now. So, like, there's just but I don't think he's really gonna be looking for that, to be honest with you. No, I, think I think that he would a, welcome. A I mean, Bud's made a lot of money, like he was a first round yes. pick who got his first round or got his fifth year option picked up.
0: No, no, uh, he got franchise tag, so he made oh, franchise more. Tags? Sorry,
1: excuse me, yeah. He's a first round pick. Got franchise tag. Um, and then you know he went and got paid in Tennessee. Like I'm not really exactly sure, like exactly what he made for those two years, but I know it was a big sum of, like lump sum of cash. So yeah. um, it's, it's, I don't he's think making
0: ten million dollars this season. Whether yeah, he plays I or not. definitely
1: don't think it's going to cost like too crazy, but it's going to be you know. They're going to have to pay him good money to be like a third guy, which is fine. Like, that's definitely a good idea. You know, you look at some of their depth and some of the guys that they've been forced to play when Watt's been hurt the last two years. And it's it's ugly. So you're You're telling me that Quincy Roche
0: is not the answer there?
1: No, unfortunately not. I don't think so. Uh, But yeah, do you realize that
0: that's who they're looking at right now? If the Steelers didn't touch anything, they brought in back Quincy Roche and Jameer Jones to say, hey, guys. Somehow that's worse than Derek than the Derek Tushka decision. In my head, it is. It's worse. Um, I agree. I think that you bring him back on a very cheap deal. I think it makes sense for both sides because I think Bud's just looking to play. He's looking to go somewhere, have a role, kind of re-energize his career. I could see him honestly finishing his career in Pittsburgh and just saying, I'll come here for another three or four years. I'll be 35 years old and make a boatload of money. I'll be able to have a role, I'll play with guys that I like, I'll play on a team that I like, the city of Pittsburgh enjoys me, I think it's a good fit for both sides. Do you see them going into the draft then? Because I was on I was on the fan the other day, and I said that they should go resign Bud Dupree, it seems like a natural fit, and Kale Berger, who was the host, said, I think it's a better idea to go draft somebody. For one, I don't think it removes the idea of drafting somebody if they do sign Bud Dupree, and two, I'm not necessarily sure that there's going to be like that guy there at maybe 32. I'd say 32 or 49 is where they're going to be looking for that. I don't know if their guy's still going to be on the board.
1: Yeah. I don't know about if I would feel comfortable. I, I don't think they would, they would double dip. Like if they get Dupree, I'd think the draft is out the window just because not, not saying that I would be upset if they went that route, but yeah. Um, I don't know that they could do it just with the assets that they've got right now. Um, having said that, though, like this is a good edge class. Um, I mean, they could. You definitely think they find... could double dip
0: if they aren't positive about Alex Highsmith?
1: That's. I I don't know that Dupree. I think no, Dupree he could is not be a replacement. Yeah, yeah he Highsmith. could be like a break glass in case of emergency plan for next year. But I definitely don't think Dupree would be like. They would feel comfortable necessarily, like letting, we'll just say, like letting Hasweth walk because they have to pre-sign for next year. Like, a, like I don't think that that would be the thought process. I mean, it would make you feel better about it, but you would still like they would still be either needing to draft a day two guy this year to develop or to potentially get like a round one round like day two guy next year early in the draft with one of their first picks. So, okay,
0: so what about this thought as well? Because I've, I've, I don't know. This is this came up at the combined I got this itch. I dug into the itch. I feel confident about it. Mm -hmm. The inside linebacker class is awful, but what they do well is they're very versatile. And a guy like Trent Simpson, a guy like Drew Sanders, who, who granted when they get to the ball carrier are unable to tackle, but they can get to the ball carrier and they both play off the edge as well as inside. Do you think that either of those two are an option or even maybe a Noah swell who could play, that Micah Parsons kind of inside linebacker role where they're kind of all over the field, filled depth at a number of positions, worst case scenario early because that's who they talked to. Yeah. They talk to outside of Henley was really the only mid round guy that they talked to at the off ball linebacker position. The rest of them were first round guys. Yeah. Do you think that that maybe that's an option, not saying that you want that to be an option, just saying maybe it, it could be.
1: Yeah. I mean, Sanders started his career at Bama and then was like losing snaps because they had Dallas Turner. And I think that's yeah. why he transferred, but um, he's not a true edge guy to me, um, at the, especially in the league. So I would say probably no on that, but I mean, we'll yeah. see. I could be wrong on that. I, I definitely think that, uh, did someone ask him that at the combine, if everybody was looking at him as the off-ball linebacker, I'm pretty sure. I, they did. I, I wasn't him, that, but I
0: when at Trent Simpson when I, when I was at Trenton Simpson, he talked heavily about how teams are talking to him about playing off ball and off the yeah. edge.
1: I mean he he's pretty much, you know, a guy that's played a lot of different positions for that Clemson defense too. Like he's played, you know, some overhang, he's played a little slot. He's even I'm pretty sure he still has like some safety snaps. Not this year, not this year that I saw on tape, but uh in years prior and then this year he was more of like an off ball linebacker. I, I personally think Simpson's like a massive project at off ball linebacker, but that's just my opinion. But I think they all are. I think they all are. So you're off yeah. that
0: you're off that track. I think none of this I think Sanders.
1: Me. I think I think Sanders is actually closer to being like what you would want at off ball linebacker. for for the Steelers he's closer to getting there than um Simpson is despite only playing the position for one year (laughs)
0: okay okay so none of those excite you you're still Bud Dupree
1: I do have to get I do have to address this though uh because I watched this game the other day somebody said 10 catches 185 is what Harrison Jr. did to Joey Porter Jr. for one Marvin Harris is fantastic so like he he's great like I, he would he would be a top five pick in this draft. Like if he like if he was eligible right now, he would go top five. Having said that though, uh, he didn't do that to Porter. Like Porter gave up like a couple catches, and I think he had like one penalty. That a lot of that stuff came against other guys. So I, I'm I do have some I have some reservations about how Porter's game is going to translate. I still think he's a first round guy, and I do think that he played Harrison and um, their other guys pretty well i thought he was pretty solid that game what's his
0: name from tennessee he had five touchdowns against alabama so all those Jim guys yeah, yeah anybody from alabama you can't draft that's right. I,
1: man i i, I know i know what you're
0: gonna say i started I something
1: on twitter i i really wasn't trying to like ratio nobody i just like you gotta watch the tape man you gotta watch yeah the tape. yeah some takes
0: are not great takes that's okay um all right so you're in on bud dupree i'm in on bud dupree I want to bring up another. Oh, let's talk Frank Clark. Let's stay on the edge rushers here. Frank Clark. A lot of people have brought his name up. He's more expensive. He I'd say he's probably going to get 12, 13 million dollars this season. I he's think definitely still got more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think he's going to get more? Yeah. His current uh, contract's 15. He he's 31 years old.
1: Yeah. I mean, Clark Clark's an interesting case study, man, because like I don't know how he does it, but Playoffs, he turns into like some dominant monster. Like yeah. the dude, the dude's playoff numbers are freaking ridiculous. It was so funny. I was looking at stuff for the Super Bowl because you know I was placing a couple of bets and uh I was sitting there, <laughs> I was sitting there looking at stuff and like I had seen that Chris Jones like had never had a postseason sack and then I was looking at Frank Clark and I like I think like he had like more sacks than games played in the postseason. I'm like, what is going on, man? So. Um, no, I definitely think that Clark's gonna like he's definitely not going to be in the Steelers price range just too just too too um too too expensive.
0: All right so Frank Clark's out I think Larry Ogan Joby's a return Cam Sutton's likely a ter- return. I want to talk a bigger name here that I think should most definitely be on the Steelers radar if if, if not signed at least negotiations people have talked about Taylor Lewan, left tackle. People got really excited about it. Obviously, he's not coming to Pittsburgh. It's just not happening. There is a name, Orlando Brown, that I think the Steelers should 130,000% at least negotiate with during the legal tampering period or whatever. Have a deal. See if he's at least in your budget. His market value is like $23 million a season. Boatload of money. I get it. The Steelers have the ability to create 40 plus million dollars in cap space this offseason. The dude gave up four sacks last year. I don't think any of them came after week 15. None of them came in the playoffs. I know that. Is he an option? Am I just am I reaching for the stars here because in my head Taylor Lewan was just a and eh, whatever, let's toss a name out there. Orlando Brown fixes all your issues. You don't have to worry about a left tackle for the next 5 years. The dude's 26 years old. He's made the last four pro bowls. I just I, I I'm paying a left tackle a boatload of money if I have a quarterback that I want to succeed in Kenny Pickett.
1: Yeah, um, Brown is a very very good run blocker and a solid pass protector. I don't think that he's an elite left tackle, but I do think he's a good left tackle. If that makes What's sense.
0: A, okay, explain that one because he's made the last four Pro Bowls.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't personally put any stock into, like, Pro Bowls or all, even All-Pros. Like, I just don't.
0: <laughs> I, I think <laughs> – Who cares uh, if they're recognized nationally? Yeah, I don't All right, care. so why not?
1: Um, I think that Brown has – he has limitations as a pass protector. Like, okay. Kansas City does a really good job of scheming stuff up for their guys on the edge. And what I mean by that is, like, they use a lot of, like, you know, obviously tight end sets, uh, making rushers rush wider. Um, they give chips. They, you know, do a lot of misdirection. They move Mahomes' uh, launch point around. Mahomes is also, like, incredibly gifted inside the pocket just in terms of moving around. So that really helps uh, tackles as well when you've got somebody that's, um, you know, got a good sense for pressure and, you know, all that stuff. So he gets a lot of help in terms of pass protection there. Um, it's just that he's going to get paid elite money. I mean, it's just going to happen. Like, he's going to end up being, like, a top-five paid tackle. Somebody's going to give him the money. And the reason is, the reason is because, like, good tackles, or especially good tackles, but good offensive linemen do not hit free agency. There's not enough good offensive linemen in the league. Like, most teams don't have five even average players on the offensive line.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: And ideally, Brown – would not be, like, your best player, but you're going to have to pay him like that because he plays left tackle and... Because well, in Pittsburgh, so, their
0: best offensive lineman is James Daniels. So Yeah, I, but I, I, view, I
1: would player. view... Let me put it this way. I would view them in the same tier. I think Daniels is a good guard, but he's not an elite player. I would say that Brown is a good left tackle, but he's not an elite player. Brown's limitations as a pass protector, like, he just doesn't... He's not... He's a bad. I mean, I won't say like bad athlete, but like he's not a yeah. typical left tackle athlete, and that limits some of the range that he can have against some of those speed rushers. So, um, that's upsetting. It's. I'm not saying that like. I mean, would it make the Steelers better? Like, yes, absolutely. It's just yes. the cost associated with it is. I'm interested to see what he gets. I really don't know. I think he's an oh, interesting he's case, make case a study. Billion
0: sure. dollars. He's yeah, gonna I, make think a, he's gonna, I think he's he, going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to make a hundred million dollars over five years, minimum. That's yeah. really upsetting. It's really upsetting because he was the guy. Like He has moved quickly into my guy because you could name a boatload of players that fill a boatload of needs, inside linebacker and cornerback and defensive line included. There is no issue that I would rather fill more than left tackle with, with a sure. prominent left tackle. I'm not just going to go out and draft any left tackle and feel good about it. I'm not just going to go sign a Taylor Lewan or anybody and feel good about it. It's got to be a quality This is immediately the left tackle of the future edition. I thought that was him. I guess it's tough to find
1: tackles, man. I guess I'm wrong. So
0: what's the, okay. So let me ask this. If that is not the option, I do want to talk about inside linebackers here in a minute too. But if that, if Brown is not the option, if a free agent is not the option, there's, there's maybe two guys. You've said this to me. There's two guys in the draft that you feel are better than Dan Moore right now. If neither of them slide, you're just saying it is what it is. And then really what I'm trying to get at is, do you just continue to wait in the draft for the right answer if you're the Steelers, even if that may never happen?
1: I mean, you can draft a guy to develop. Like, there's guys in this draft that I think have, like, higher upside than Dan Moore. But, like, for example, like, popular – Picks that I'm seeing in like mock drafts and stuff Like Broderick Jones Like Broderick Jones will not beat out Dan Moore next year Like if he's the pick like no, he's not ready who are
0: your two it's johnson paris johnson and yeah who? I, I think
1: i think johnson and skaronsky would both beat be dem- and like i personally think skaronsky will be a guard at the next level but i do think he could come in and play tackle better than dan Moore can right now yeah. just because he's so incredibly technically refined with his hands and you know the length is gonna hurt but i still think he could be like a functional left tackle for sure um and then johnson i think that he's just an incredible athlete with an extremely high ceiling and he's already a pretty talented pass protector there's some technical stuff that he's got to get done but he's only he played left tackle in, in high school moved to guard because that's how how State wanted to get their best players on the field and then he moved back to tackle and like through the first like nine weeks of the season he allowed like five pressures or something like that like he wasn't even tested until later in the year but Jones to me like he's scary like I think I think project Jones might be like a year away from being a year away. Like he's definitely a good player, like a really good athlete, but the way like his hands are really scary. And I've watched some sec press rushers, like kind of get after him a little bit. And it kind of, it just worries me. I don't think he's ready.
0: So, okay. So do you go pick 32 and take a tackle in my latest mock? I have Dewan Jones at 32 to the Steelers.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, a move? And like a I don't tackle. even care. Like if you, if you were to take Jones at 17, like I'd, I'd, I'm okay with that. It's not like my preference for sure, but um if you if you want to take a tackle early, that's fine. I just my point is I do not think Jones. I'm very very confident that Jones would not beat out Dan Moore as a rookie.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think at least 20 beat years out, old. Then.
1: He's 20 years old too, so I w- I want to say yeah. that as
0: well. Like Yeah, he's young. He's I don't think anybody old. come in here and, and yeah. beat out Dan Moore. I just don't think I think Dan Moore is
1: He's going to be the tackle next year. He's, he's going to be the be, tackle he's going next year. Don't you start at left yeah. tackle next year? The Steelers
0: want him to be the tackle. Is it the best move? I don't. I don't know. I don't we, think we so. We can talk
1: about that. We we could debate that. Yeah, like that's it, not,
0: our but, opinion doesn't matter in this instance. It's it's what's going, going to, to happen. Be the Steelers
1: left tackle next year.
0: Yes, but at least now we have an understanding that you could, that you don't have to have a top ten pick to land a guy to replace him eventually. Which I think is the only concern is that next year is the year that you have to decide if he's the future of that position. It's I think as of right now, we will could all predict that they're going to say he's not going to be that guy. And yeah, he's always tired himself. Always. <laughs> the guy doesn't sleep ever. He just works. Be is a dad to twelve dogs and a daughter, and talks draft. That's, That's what he does. Um, but at least we know. All right. Last position I want to talk about real quick inside linebacker. You like what's his name out of San Francisco? I forget his name. Oh, Shire. Shire. That's yeah. your guy. There's a, couple, at...
1: there's, there's a couple of them for sure. All right. Uh, so if you're the Steelers
0: like. and you're walking into Monday, what do you, who are the guys that you're calling first?
1: Um, I probably. I'm interested to see what happens with some of these bigger names like the Bobby Wagner's, Levante David. Like, I don't necessarily love that idea for the Steelers. I know we talked about Wagner before. Um, Levante David, I probably like he's still playing at a really high level for real. Um, but I, I would be really interested in some of these other guys, like the mid tier guys. Um, Jermaine Pratt is a guy that I would. Definitely like for them to put a call into early in free agency. Not only do I think he's a really good player, and I actually think he's a better player than Logan Wilson, but that's another debate. Say, plus you're taking away um, from Cincinnati. Yeah, and you're taking away from the Bengals defense, which has been like extremely good in the playoffs the past couple years. So uh Jermaine Pratt, um, we mentioned Al I think he's if I had to guess, I would assume that he's gonna be the first call that D'Amico Ryan's makes. Uh and he's yeah, yeah, like it obviously. just makes too much sense. Yeah. Um but you know, there's other guys too that I like. You know, David Long's a heck of a player, but he just has some issues staying healthy. Uh Leighton Vanderesh, I talked about him yesterday. We're in the spaces, but um, he's been he's he was rock solid last year. It's just with him, another injury concern, uh mm-hmm. issue. You know, he's had those neck issues. So it'll be interesting to see there's a lot of linebackers in this class, man. Like it, you know, Kazir White, guys like that that are capable starters. Um, I just think there's so many guys, and there's not a lot of really good linebackers in the league. That's what I'm kind of surprised that this class is so good. Um, But I'm I'm interested to see what happens with that for sure. I I think the Steelers absolutely 100% should be looking to add a starting inside linebacker in free agency so that they don't have to fool with this draft class.
0: I agree. And I don't think you get rid of Miles Jack either. For one, if you cut Miles Jack, I don't think it saves you enough money to actually make a difference. But I think the better option is to extend him spread that cap space out the next two years. He's got a job. I think that's all he cares about is having a job. He got paid. He shouldn't have got paid what he got paid. He did. I think he's smart enough to realize that and should just look for continued work. So you keep Miles Jack. You go get another guy for the next two years. Now you have a starting inside linebacker rotation for two years. Mark Robinson's coming in second year guy. They have a lot of hope in him. Maybe you draft a guy. Maybe you bring back Robert Spillane. I don't know. Spillane definitely coming
1: back. We know that.
0: I know that too. I know. But do you think? Do you think that's? Do you think that's a possibility? And how upset will you be if it is a possibility? If Miles, Jack, and Robert Spillane are the starting inside linebackers next year,
1: I'd be more surprised. I, I would be surprised if Jack's back and Spillane is not.
0: But you can't. Like, if you cut, if you cut Jack, what do you save? Like four million dollars.
1: Like it's 8 million on the cap so you got 11.25 million dollar cap hit 8 million in cap savings if if he's released
0: no okay 8 million is a lot of money i thought it was four
1: but the thing with jack the thing with the thing with jack man is like you're you know you're paying him a good amount of money like let me see he's the 15th highest paid inside linebacker so I mean, it's not super crazy, and that number will come down like once some of these free agent signings come in. But like, I mean, you got to look at some of the impact he made last year. Like, there's just not a lot of splash plays. Yeah, no, know? there's
0: like almost none.
1: There's just but it's not like just... Robert
0: Spillane made many.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like you could. I'm pretty sure that he he made more. Like he has more like run stops than you know the two starters. I guess at the beginning of the year, Bush yeah. and Jack made last year. He didn't even play. Like he wasn't even playing. Like as much early on in the season, but I I don't know. I, it's tough for me. I mean, two pass breakups, no picks, 28 run stops. I mean, that's modest for a guy that played that much though. I mean, both the, both Devin and Miles were really good tacklers last year. Like I think, you know, Miles has a missed tack, tackle rate of 7.5%. Devin's was even lower than that. It's just, there's just not that, there's just not that much splash. I just, yeah, but are you going to find I
0: splash? I think that's the question. Then are you going to find yeah. splash in any of these guys?
1: There's like- there's players in free agency that are better than Miles Jack, hundred percent. Like Pratt, I would one hundred percent rather have him. But that's just the case. Like I, I definitely think um, you're going to have to pay. I mean, you're going to have to pay him starter money. He's Probably somewhere in the same range as at least what Jack got.
0: Oh, are you paying two guys twenty twenty two million dollars? That's what I'm season? saying. I
1: think I think if you send somebody outside like Spillane, I'm just going to go ahead and count that he's going to be back. I mean, he was. Yeah. They were playing him. As 100% but, of yeah, the snap. He was literally playing every snap last year. He was playing over Bush and he was like playing over Zach as well. So um, he's going to be back. I would be shocked if he's not. So if in that case, I don't think that you can pay, you know, bring back Spillane and then pay Jack and pay another one of these inside linebackers. That would kind of be curi- a curious decision. But, um, you know, it, it just depends. I don't know what to do with Jack. He, he's the most confusing part for me. I think um, so too.
0: I, I think a lot of people – Look at him and just say, "Oh, he's either here or he's not here." And I just think that if he is here, you have to figure out that cap number. You have to bring it down. Yeah, a pretty which I think you could. I think I think Jack is a guy that is like the Trubisky thing is complicated and much more complicated than people make it out to be. Because if you're Mitch Trubisky, there's a, a, literally zero reason for you to take a negotiation. You you are looking at it going, "I don't really care, man." Like I. You know, I'm going to get paid this season. I'm not going to stay here any longer than I need to because I want to get another starting job somewhere. Jack has a starting job. He's getting paid. If you could work out a situation where you could lower that cap number, I feel better about it. But I agree. I think that there's too many holes. Unless you're just planning on everybody signing cheap. But I think that you're going to sign Cam Sutton for more than what his market value is. I think that if you're signing both KZ and Edmonds back, they're going to cost more than they did last year. You got to get an inside linebacker. Ogan Joby's going to be cheaper, but you don't know how much cheaper. I mean, no. a lot of, and then you have, and you haven't even added anybody. That's the thing is you have added literally no one to a team that clearly needs things added to it.
1: That's the thing too. I think that sometimes gets lost in like the discourse with like free agency. You know, you're not, you're not necessarily looking, especially when you're a team like the Steelers that did make the playoffs last year, you're not looking to bring everybody back. You're looking to improve your team. So now does that mean bringing some of your own guys back? Absolutely. Like you want to retain your good players hundred percent, but just, Running this band back is not something that you should really be interested in. You should be looking to upgrade the roster. And
0: yeah, that, well, that's, you're that's smiling because you know that, you know that in their head they're looking to run the band back. <laughs> you know, I don't it. know.
1: That's what I, they do. I, I'm gonna be
0: cautiously optimistic, man. All right, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Do you have any other positions you want to talk about, or you think that's good?
1: No, I just, I really want them to get an inside linebacker in free agency. I'll just <laughs> continue to pound that. <laughs>
0: next friday hopefully we have one that that comes through what's your uh i don't think i even prepped you for this at all what's your and i don't have one either so what's your bold prediction for for next week by next friday what do you think we're going to be on here talking about you going i could not believe this happened
1: mm, i don't know that i have a bold prediction yeah you didn't prep me for this so i don't know um i didn't prep myself this it,
0: came to my head 30 seconds ago
1: would it be bold if, I mean, would it be bold if I said that I think they'll prioritize KZ over Edmonds?
0: Yes. Oh, I definitely think yeah. that's a bold prediction. So
1: that, that, there's my bold prediction.
0: Oh, KZ over Edmonds. I yeah. like that one. Not to ah. say
1: both of them won't be back. I, I just, I think that they're going to prioritize bringing KZ back. And that's no, that's no like sources type thing or anything like that. Just, no, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just, I really think that, uh I think that they're really going to like um try to bring him back for sure. Just the playmaking aspect of it is what separates the two for me. I like, I like Terrell and he does a lot of different stuff for that defense, you know, being able to play in the box, play in a slot. Um, It's just that KZ is a, he's a risk risk taker, man. And I think, you know, that pays off and, you know, he's got a, you know, propensity to find the football. And I think that that's exactly what, you know, Terrell Austin and Mike Tomlin want on defense. So I definitely, I definitely could see that being the case. I'm interested to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I like the KZ. Uh, I like the KZ. I'd one. love to get
1: both back, though. I, I do want both yeah. back. I, I, that's that's my preference.
0: No, I agree. If both of them come back, is Edmonds the automatic starter next year?
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah. I think so. Base downs. I think so.
0: Okay, okay. I like that. Um, I was gonna have a negative one and say that my bold prediction is that Cam's hot signs elsewhere because I think he's gonna. I think somebody's gonna toss the bag at him. Man, that would be disappointing. It would be but it's too disappointing. So I'm not going to put that out into the universe because I don't want to be the guy that put that out into the universe. So what I'm going to say is this. I think Cam Sutton re-signs quickly and it's for more money than people expect. I think he's I think he's a 10 million dollar a year corner next year. And I feel good for him. I love Cam Sutton. I think he's a great guy, great human being and I and a good player. So, I got no got no qualms about that one. Um We'll address this one real quick because Jalen Ramsey's name's been tossed in there a million times. Good. Tell me your thoughts on Jalen Ramsey. And the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers going to get him. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I mean, you tell me it's not an option.
1: I don't think it's going to be an option, though. I, mm-hmm. I just I don't know if they're going to be willing to pay the price. I, what are the Rams doing? Like, I have I'm no seeing, idea. I have no I'm idea. I've seen people say, you know, that Stafford could be on the table. I was he- watching.
0: McAfee yesterday when Lombardi jumped out he's like yeah teams are definitely called and I was like oh I can't okay. imagine
1: I can't imagine people are like our teams would be like lining up to trade for Stafford with his dude no if
0: issues. Lamar Jackson's not getting any noise whatsoever you're telling and Derek Carr got 32 million dollars you're telling me that people are like what, Matt Stafford what's man.
1: weird is like they're bringing back like McVay is saying that like he's in this thing for the long haul Aaron Donald's not talking about retirement but you're talking about trading Jalen Ramsey like dude and
0: just got rid of Leonard Floyd got rid of bobby wagner
1: yeah i don't know it just i'm gonna have to see what that roster looks like I, i don't really know um as far as ramsey i'm always a little bit um leery about trading for guys that immediately are going to require a new contract just because i feel like you're just double dipping and it's a lot of assets that you're pouring into one player ramsey's a really good player um he has played exactly – he's played in basically a polar opposite defense from what the Steelers have played the last That's couple good. years. Schematic so, fit. Yeah, literally – I mean, Ramsey's so athletic, and he's he's built different, so I'm sure that he could adjust. It's just he's been playing in a very zone-heavy. They play a lot of off-coverage, the catch type stuff. He's moved around in the slot, which, you know, is kind of interesting maybe if Sutton were to walk, but um, – you know he hasn't played very much man coverage in recent years so that's would be a big adjustment cuz the Steelers have you know shifted towards more of that so
0: yeah it also cost 25 million dollars a year yeah and, and... you're going to have
1: to you're i would assume that you're going to have to give up at least pick 32 at least yes at least pick 32 and then maybe minimum maybe, minimum a, pick maybe a little bit more um yeah
0: on top least. of 25 million dollars and a then year. you're going
1: to have to pay him like a top 3 corner so Yep, yep. I, again that that's not something if it happened i guess it would be cool I, I would i wouldn't you know be like breaking my computer screen or anything but i don't see that happening though
0: you're telling sure. me you wouldn't be angry i'd be I, I'm, I a
1: cor- I'm a i'm a cornerback guy yeah, so this like, is if, true if, if that if would be the greatest, greatest moment of your life me a good corner like to break down some film on or to like post some clips on like i'm i'm cool with that
0: very true i i always do forget about that you would be yeah don't matter you'd be the first person i thought of i'd be like well Derek is definitely having a good day now. I don't yeah. care what has happened. He's having a good day. Yeah, that would be fun. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. it would be fun. All right. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, and find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out Derek's second mock draft on complex.com and check out all of our work at allsteelers.com. I'll be back on Monday with Steven. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.